Amen. Amen. I hope you came in with the Lord on your mind this morning. I hope you came in with the purpose of lifting up the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We're planning to offer spiritual worship to our God and his Christ on this blessed Lord's Day. Amen. I thank, thank, thank God for another privilege to gather to worship him. Thank him for all that he's done. Praise him for who he is. And then just look forward to the blessed hope that he has promised to us. Amen. I'm so glad to be a member of the church of Christ. Amen. Help me this morning. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us, let us, let us exalt his name together. Amen. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for his Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, this morning, from the letter to the Hebrews, if you go to the fourth chapter and begin at verse 9 and conclude at verse 16, you will find these words. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of multitude. Of, of, of same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was at all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Amen. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Help when I need it. I can find help when I need it. 
Amen. Trials dark on every hand and we cannot understand all the ways that God will lead us to that blessed promised land. But he'll guide us with his eye and we'll follow till we die and we will understand it better by and by. Singing by and by. Lord, when the morning come, you know all the saints of my God are gathering, and we will tell the story how we've overcome, and we will understand it better by and by. Temptations. Temptations hidden snare often take us unaware, and our hearts are made to bleed for each thoughtless word a day. And we wonder why the test when we try to do our best, but we will understand it better by and by. I'm singing by and by. Lord, when the morning come, you know all the sin of my God are gathering, and we will tell the story of how we over, and we will understand it better by and by. Amen. Amen. To all of our Guests, we want to welcome you to the Church of Christ, the church that Jesus built. And for all of us who are members of that body, every now and then we need to go through some fundamentals. Every year, the sports teams have preseason, and they go through fundamentals. Is that all right? The baseball teams go through catching and throwing and running and positioning. When the ball is hit to left field and there's a man on second, where do you throw? Fundamentals. And so every now and then, we need to go through some fundamentals. Is that all right? It's to reinforce what you learned about the body of Christ. The Bible says that Jesus says he's going to build the church. Matthew chapter 16, verse number 18. And I hope you don't zone out on me because you already know this. Just, just say amen. Isn't that all right? Uh, I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Christ says, I'm going to build my church. I'm not going to build anybody else's church. And I'm not going to let anybody else build my church. I will build my church. If Jesus built the church, it belongs to him. And it is the church of Christ. The Bible says Jesus is the head of the church. That is his body. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him 
to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. The church is the body of Christ. Not because Walker said it, but because the Bible said it. If Jesus built the church, if Jesus is the head of the church, if the church is his body, it's the church of Christ. The Bible says he purchased the church with his own blood. Acts chapter 20, verse number 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he had purchased with his own blood. We, 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 we never now and then we need to go through some fundamentals. Amen. The body, the church is his body. He is the head. He built the church. He purchased the church. Jesus built it. The Bible said it's his house. Hebrews chapter 3, verse number 6, Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Jesus is the foundation, the door, the light, the head, the builder, the purchaser, the owner, the savior, the son, the Lord, the Christ, and it's his church. It's written in the Bible. It's bound for glory. It wears his name, teaches his doctrine, and this is where he's coming back to redeem us, and to redeem us from the world when he comes back through the clouds. Amen. I, 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 want, I want our visitors to know, when you go to work tomorrow, you didn't just visit a church. You visited the church of Christ. Amen. Amen. And do you realize them folk down there claim they're the only church in the Bible? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Until proven otherwise, this is the church that Jesus built. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad to be in Christ's church. Amen. Amen. I can find help when I need it. Amen. Paul, in our text, speaks about a rest for the people of God. And prior to these verses, he, he's talking about those who were wandering in the wilderness under Moses and how they were headed for a land of rest. But some did not make it for unbelief. They fell by the wayside. And so the rest that he is talking about now is not Canaan, but another rest. Verse number one in the text, he says, we should fear lest we fall short of it. This rest is attained by the preaching of the gospel mixed with faith. He that enters into his rest has ceased from his labor as God did when he rested. So when we get to our rest, we won't have to worry about, about having to deal with everyday issues and, and everyday problems and everyday situations and circumstances. We won't have to labor anymore. Since that day is coming, 
It's not here yet. Right. Let us enter into this rest so we won't fall from unbelief. That's what ruined Israel. Unbelief. Let's keep saying go back to Egypt because we don't really believe we're going to make it to this land of milk and honey that Moses is talking about. Let's keep saying go back to Egypt where we know there was some food but we don't believe that God going to feed us every day. Let's keep saying let's go back to Egypt where we know there's a river now, the Nile River, and we can get some water whenever we want because we don't believe God going to give us water. He going to let us die out here in the desert. They fell from unbelief. We need to be careful that we're not overtaken by unbelief. Amen. Let us strive earnestly to enter and exhibit our faith so that we may enter into the promised rest. Those who don't believe that Jesus is the Christ and accept the death, burial, and resurrection of him will be lost. Our unbelief will be made evident by that soul-searching judicial power, the word of God. Paul tells tells the Hebrew brethren, it's a sharp word. It, 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 it divides even the soul and the spirit. They all wrapped up in this flesh. But the, the word of God can divide the soul and the spirit. The bone is, is wrapped around the marrow. It's on the inside. But the word of God is so sharp it can divide the bone from the marrow. He's letting them know you can't escape the effect of the word of God. You can't escape the soul-searching power of the word of God. And I love the way he put this. He He says, it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. Right, right, right. Oh, you gonna help me now? Yes, sir. Go ahead, preacher. Amen. Amen. Help me that means I, I need to make sure I get my thoughts and my intent in line with God, because the Word of God can tell what I'm thinking and what I mean. Look at what He said in verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in His sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Jesus sees everything. Jesus knows everything. And I suspect that every now and then we ought to just just say I'm sorry. Because he knows. He knows the thoughts that went through your mind. Amen. Amen. He, he knows, he knows what, you, what you call that lady up under your breath. Yeah. He knows. Uh-huh. And you can't hide. Right. And, and even though I know the flesh will take over sometimes, yeah. every now and then, well, I'll just pause and say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Lord, forgive me. Uh-huh. Help me not think like that. Yeah. Help me not talk like that. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Fundamentals. Yeah. 
We need to have some fundamentals right through in here. This book is an epistle to the Hebrew Christians. The unbelieving Jews were putting pressure on the Christian Hebrews to leave off following the crucified Nazarene. They wanted them to return to the law of Moses, the tradition of their fathers. And Paul, having been subjected to their arguments, accusations, and attacks, know full well what they face and could sympathize with their sufferings. We studied in our Bible class the perils of Paul, didn't we? He knew. He knew what them Jews was going to be doing. He knew how they were going to come at his Hebrew brethren. And he had to write to them say, Hold fast. Hold fast. Don't move. Don't, move. Don't leave. Because yeah. where you are is better than where they are. Exactly. And then he goes on. Then he goes on and, 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 and convinces the readers that he, you are better off in Christ Jesus. Listen, folk, the unbelieving world continually presses a child of God to return to the damaging and destructive practices of the flesh. The world is always trying to lure you away from God. It's always trying to make you do things other than please God. Daily, we are bombarded with an unrelenting onslaught of enticements, temptations, inducements, and come-ons designed to lure us into acceptance and participation in all that is ungodly. We seem to see them dance to the music, but we never see them pay the piper. We see the revelry, but we don't see the result. Whatever your thing is, the world has it for you. And they make you think it's free. But what they don't tell you is that sin will make you go farther than you intended to go, do more than you intended to do, stay longer than you intended to stay, and pay more than you intended to pay. What is a Christian to do? We're we're surrounded on every side. You try to do right, and folk won't even treat you right. You try to act right, but folk treat you wrong. You speak kind words, and evil is thrown in your face. Uh What's a Christian to do? How do you fight it when everybody is doing it? The answer is to trust in the Lord. God knows because he sees all things are open in his sight. So when you go on your knees and you say, Lord, I'm in trouble. Lord. There's pressure. The world is calling. Temptation is dogging my tracks. I held out today, but I'm getting weak. I don't know if I can hold out tomorrow. Then the Lord will say, I know. I know what you're going through. I know. Paul says in verse number 15, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched Uh with the feeling of our infirmities. But listen to this. But was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Paul knew the Hebrew brethren were being called back. 
He knew how compelling the evidence was for them to abandon Jesus the Christ and fall back into the old way. God knows what you face and the pressure you endure. He knows the allure of sin and the deafening call of the world. But I'm glad we have a high priest who has been can be touched when I'm weak. Whatever my weakness is, Jesus can say, I, I know. I've been there. I know how it feels. It, 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 it came at me too. And, and, and just, just, just think about it. Satan would have come at Jesus with some of everything. Right? He, he, he would have he tried his best to lure Jesus into a trap so he could say, see? See? You claim you're the son of God. Son of God don't act like that. Yeah. And Paul tells us he tried everything. All the pretty girls around town. He sent them Jesus' way. Yeah. All the party, yeah. revelry, yeah. riches and gold. He even offered to, hey, if you bow down to me, Jesus, I give it all to you. Yeah. Tempting him. Yeah. Paul says, guided by the Holy Spirit, yeah. that he was tempted at all points. Trying to make Jesus go off on him. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. 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 Jesus said, it is written. It is written. Yes, sir. And do you know that's our defense? Yeah. A hearty, it is written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we need to remember some things that are written. So that when Satan comes at us in our weakest moment, he don't wait till you strong. Satan can come to Jesus in the wilderness on day one. He came on day 40. That's right. That's right. And I know none of y'all is weak, so I'm, I'm, we're good. I'm just... I'm just laying that out there because we, we're dealing with some fundamental things today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He was, he's been there. He knows your weaknesses, your tendencies, your likes, your vices. He knows what makes you turn your head. He knows what makes you pause in the middle of a sentence. Amen. Amen. He knows how much you can bear because he's been there. Yes, sir. He was tempted in all points with fame and popularity. Yeah. He's been there. Yes, sir. With the opposite sex, he's been there. Yes, sir. With the constant call of money, he's been there. Yes. With anger and vengeance, he's been there too. All the things that we face, right. he faced. Right. But he showed us yeah. it can be overcome. Amen. Amen. He didn't fail, but I did. Amen. He didn't yield, but I did. Amen. If I stopped right there, my condition would be hopeless. If I stopped at verse number 15, I would just have to give up. He's the one that's divine, not me. He's the only begotten, not me. He's been here since time began, not me. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. I wasn't. How can I measure up to that? 
But I'm glad I don't have to stop at verse 15. Because when I go to verse number 16, Paul said, let us therefore. Why therefore, Paul? Because the Lord already knows. Because he's already been there. Because he's got the word that's sharper than a two-edged sword. Because nothing is hid from his, your, from his sight. But therefore, because of that, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find help in time of need. Anybody here need some help? We all need some help. And if you don't think you need some help, you need a little more help than everybody else. Because Satan got all our numbers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he'll, 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 he'll send something along, distract you. You won't even know what you was getting ready to say. Can anybody say amen this morning? I thought I was doing all right. All of a sudden, I got distracted. I was getting ready to tell you something, but it slipped my mind. Didn't I tell you he knows the thoughts and And everybody's is different. Yes, right. Everybody, everybody's coming a different flavor. Amen. Whatever it is, I don't gotta know, but you the one gotta know. You follow what I'm saying? Because when 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 you got when you start getting hit, you need to protect the sensitive areas, the weak areas. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. Hit me on my arm. That's, that's not so bad, but don't hit me in my kidneys. Y'all get what I'm talking about? And so when, when, when Satan is coming at you, you need to know where your weakness lies. So you can get you some protection. And, and Paul said, we can come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy and help when I need it. That's when I need help. Yeah. Amen. I don't need the fire truck to follow me around. No. When the fire break out, that's when I need help. I'm not always. Yes, sir. I'm not always on point. Right. Sometimes different things get my attention. Sometime I work so hard resisting this one, here come another one. Before, I, before I'm looking, something else comes. That's when I need help. And I don't need it again. He'll give me help when, he need, when I need it because he gave me help last time. Do you know Satan don't ever walk away talking about, oh well. Thought I had him. He got number 10. Yeah, he got number 10. He don't know when Jesus is coming back either. So, so, so while he's here, he's going to raise as much sand as he can. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, Paul writes to give his afflicted brethren comfort and consolation in their circumstances. Where are you? Are you in Christ? It's better than being under the law. It was better than following the law, and it's also better 
than being in the world. We need to be glad that we are in Christ. Let's, let's go through some fundamentals. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. I was very deeply stained with it, and I was sinking to rise no more, but the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters lifted me now safe am I it ain't bible but it's right anyhow I was in sin I was lost I was out in the world every now and then I just need to pause and be glad that I made it over a few years ago a few years ago my niece turned 16 and uh, she said, she said, Uncle Gerald, don't you want to be 16 again? I said, no, baby. Mm-mm. I done made my 16-year-old mistakes already. Ain't looking forward to going back. Can I get an amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'd like to be able to move like I was 16, but I don't want to be 16, no. Uh-uh. That's how we ought to look at our past condition. I was out there, man. I was having a pretty good time. I didn't know I was tore up from the floor. I, 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 man, I was enjoying myself. Having a good old time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was a news flash if I stayed in on the weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all don't need to know all that, but <clears throat> y'all follow what I'm talking about? Amen. I, I didn't feel bad when nobody bothering me. And I, hey, man, I had a few dollars in my pocket. I was good to go. But now when I look back, look how Satan fooled me. Made me think I had it going on. I, I had a car. Uh, and some money. Yeah. I can go anywhere I wanted to, yeah. whenever I wanted to. Uh -huh. Didn't have no wife, didn't have no babies. Right. I could do my thing whenever. Right. Y'all follow what I'm talking about? Yeah. All I had to do was make sure I got to work next morning. Other than that, psh, man, I was good. They say let's, I say where. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to tell you. We need, to, we, need to, we need to relish and rejoice in the fact I was lost, but now I'm found. I'm a child of God. That means something. No, I ain't got no money. I might not ever have no money. I'm still a child of God. Yeah, my body hurts, and all the medicine in this pharmacy ain't going to stop it, but I'm still a child of God. Stuff I try don't work all the time. That's all right. I'm still a child of God. That's right. No, I don't live in no mansion. I got four walls and a roof, but I'm a child of God. I don't eat steak every day, but as you can tell, I don't miss too many meals. I'm a child of God. Because none of that matters. Because when Jesus comes back, all that stuff is going to go to dust. I want to make sure that I enter into my rest. And Paul is saying, look, you got a better chance being in Christ because everything is better. The whole book of Hebrews does nothing but magnify the fact that everything in Christ 
is better. Hebrews chapter 7, verse number 19, he talks about a better hope. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did. By the which we draw nigh unto God. We are, in, we are in Christ and we have a better hope. That's right. Titus 3 and 7, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Right. Under the law, they didn't have that hope. But now under Christ, we have that hope. Yes, sir. Not only do we have a better hope, this, we're in a better testament. Yes. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 22. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. We're not in the old testament. We're in a better testament. It's not just a new testament. It's a better testament. Everybody know that everything new ain't always better? I should have kept the other one that I had. But Paul said we ain't just in a new we in a we in a better. We're under a better covenant. Hebrews chapter 8, verse number 6. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. The whole book is talking about we better off now than we were. He got a better ministry and a better covenant built on better promises. It built on better promises. It's because of better sacrifices. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 23. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. He's talking about the sprinkling of blood. Uh-huh. Without the without the blood shedding of blood, there is no remission. He was talking about how they used to how used to dedicate the the, the temple artifacts and, and the temple furniture and, and and make everything right with God through the blood. He said, but it, it was necessary that the pattern of these things be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than the not bulls or goats or lambs or turtle doves a better sacrifice do you see what Paul is telling the Hebrews he said we got better things in heaven Hebrews chapter 10 verse number 34 for ye had compassion of me in my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods Knowing in yourselves that ye have a heaven in heaven a better and enduring substance. Paul said, when I needed something, you didn't have a problem going into your stuff and sending me some of your stuff because I was out of stuff. And the reason you didn't have no problem, because you know you got some better stuff waiting on you. I tell you that the whole book. It's better. A better country is waiting on us. Hebrews 11, verse number 16. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. I've seen some magnificent sights 
while I sojourned on this planet. But I can't wait to see what God has got waiting on me. All the stuff I see is going to perish one day. It's going to dissolve one day. But he has an inheritance waiting on me, eternal in the heavens. And I just can't wait to see what God got. Heard one preacher say for the first 10,000 years, they're going to stand around and grin. Just looking at what God did. We have a better country, a better resurrection. Hebrews 11 and 35. Bible said women received their dead raised to life again and others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Better things are waiting on us. Verses 39 through 40 Hebrews chapter 11 and these all having obtained a good report through faith received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. Uh-huh. Church, everything in Christ yes, is better yeah. than being in the world. Yeah. Everything in Christ is better than being in sin, yeah. than being without God. Yeah. We got a better testament, yeah. better promises, yes, better sacrifices, yeah. better things in heaven, yeah. better covenant, yes, better testimony, testament. Yeah. Better ministry, better country, better resurrection, better things. It's not only written for those who would read it in the first century, but it's also written for us. And it encourages all Christians to persevere in the pursuit of the promise of God. Paul's message to the Hebrews, being in Christ is better. And then he says, therefore, let's... I'll come to the throne of grace boldly because we're going to find mercy and help help when I need it we call to you today don't lose your chance to enjoy the promise Paul likened our condition to those in the wilderness they were wandering heading for a land of milk and honey but their unbelief made many fall in the wilderness and they never made it home. He says, God promised them a land, but disobedience and unbelief disqualified them. God still keeps his promise. He's going to bring his people to the land that he promised. Our task is to make sure that we are included in that number when the saints do go marching in. That's right. right. We need to be constantly on guard. We need to be prepared for the onslaught. That's why our theme is to stand. Paul said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. And having done all, stand. Don't let Satan pull you away. Stand. Don't let troubles knock you down. Stand. Don't let the whispering ear of him and his influence cause you to go against the word of God. God still keeps his promises. Don't be the one that starts out but don't make it. Because Jesus is coming back just like he promised. Don't be the one that will get left behind when he does come. 
Because he's coming. Oh yeah, he's coming. He's coming with his angels. He's coming with judgment. He's coming in the air. And I want to go with him when he does come. He's coming with a reward. Coming for his children. He's coming when you least expect it. And I want to go with him when he comes. He's coming just like he said. And when he comes, this life will be over. When he comes, all sickness will be gone. When he comes, there'll be no more cancer, no more diabetes, no more high blood pressure, no more aching backs, no more drug addicts, no more dizzy spells, no more Bad, bad eyesight uh, no more operations uh, no more therapy no need for doctors nurses or dentists uh, no need for psychologists or psychiatrists uh, no social workers no lawyers uh, no more counselors no more parole officers no more police department no more fire department no more paramedics when the Lord come back all of this is going to be over we need to make sure and when he does come back, and he sees you, come on. Come on, my child. Let's go home. Drop this robe of flesh and be turned into something I don't even know what it's going to be. Yeah. Am, am I going to be like Casper? I don't know. <laughs> Am I just going to be a light flickering amongst the other little lights? I don't know. But see, it ain't, it ain't up to me to know. Because I'm not the one doing the changing. Y'all follow what I'm talking about? Yeah, what you supposed to see. See, when you go in there and you bake a cake, you're supposed to know what it look like. You're supposed to be able to look at it and say, oh, this don't look right. This ain't look like how I intended it. So because you're the one making it. And then you can look at it if you did it right and say, okay, now that's how it's supposed to look. Because you're the one making it. So when I get my change, I ain't even interested. Whatever it is, that's what it is. Because I ain't the one doing it. But I want to make sure he changed me. I want all y'all to be changed. I want to make sure he changed me. Yeah, yeah, we're we, we in Christ. Thank God for Jesus. And we can get some help when we need it. Because we know we're going to need it, right? Yeah, anybody, anybody need some help? Yes, we do. Yeah, we, we, we need some help. I needed it yesterday. I'm going to need it again tomorrow. Matter of fact, I'm going to need it tonight. Isn't that all right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad I can come boldly to the throne of grace. Not only find help, but I can get mercy. That's what I want, mercy. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't bring up my record. No, just give me some mercy and I'm good. Don't, I don't want justice. No, I don't want justice. Justice will put me in a trick bag. I need mercy. Paul said you can get it. You can get it. You come to Jesus. That's right. Come to Jesus. Be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins and let him add you to his church. The only church you can read about in the Bible. The church of Christ. If you believe that Jesus is the Christ, you're willing to repent of your sins and confess him as the Savior of the world, then we'll baptize you.
in water for the forgiveness of your sins. And the Lord, this is the best part about it, the Lord will add you to his church. I, I've, I've done things in my life that I would swear up and down it was right. And later on found out I made a mistake. But God don't make mistakes. So when he adds, he's going to add you to the right place. These are the people. This is the time. And this is the place. If you want to be saved, you ought to come. If you need prayer, you ought to come. You ought to do that right now while we together stand and while we sing. Come from the lonesome way of sin. I hide you in the blood 